Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's March 16th, 2018. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi. Any movies opening this weekend? Yes. I thought there might be. The big one is Tomb Raider. Lara Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared. This movie is directed by Roar Uthig, stars Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft. It's based on the popular video game series, specifically the 2013 game Tomb Raider, which served as a reboot of the video game franchise. Angelina Jolie previously portrayed Lara Croft in Tomb Raider 2001 and Lara Croft Tomb Raider The Cradle of Life in 2003. So... I never really played the video game. No, me neither. Uh, I did see the first Lara Croft movie in 2001. I, I did not. think it was anything particularly special, and I never saw the other one. Uh, so this is ha- right now has 48% tomato meter, yep. 117 reviews, 56 fresh, 61 rotten. It's mediocre. I mean, it's not, right. it's not awful. Um, Unfortunately, it still has more than A Wrinkle in Time ended up with, which seems surprising. Totally unfair. So this actress was in Ex Machina? Oh, was she? Yeah, I was trying to figure out who she was, and that looks like the only thing I've seen. Well, yeah, Jason Bourne. Hmm. Um, It's been a few years since I saw that. I don't really remember her character. Yeah, so I don't recognize her at all. But uh, she was good in that. Uh, if that's the same actress <laughs> and uh, but this you know it looks like another video game movie they don't they don't do very well oh wait was she the main one was I, she the I main assume robot? so no real rush to see this movie no also out in wide release Love Simon Simon Spire portrayed by Nick Robinson has yet to tell his family or friends that he's gay and he doesn't actually know the identity of the anonymous classmate he's fallen for online. Resolving both issues proves hilarious, terrifying, and life-changing. Directed by Greg Berlatani and based on Becky Albertalli's acclaimed novel, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Greg Berlatani? Like, um, the one who works on the is the flash creator and yes that greg berlatani yes oh okay um yeah this this looked kind of cute we saw the trailer before um a wrinkle in time time. yeah 88 percent right now on tomato meter yeah i think that's even higher than when i looked this morning so yeah that's really good that's uh probably you know good for the teenage crowd it's a coming of age story also out this week i can only imagine this film is based on the story behind the band mercy me's double platinum song i can only imagine which became the most played contemporary christian song of all time the film will center around mercy me lead singer bart millard played by j michael finley and his relationship with his father arthur wesley Miller Jr., played by Dennis Quaid, who died when Bart was 18 years old and whose death inspired the song. It's directed by Andrew Irwin and John Irwin, also known as the Irwin Brothers. So I don't know that I know this song or this band. Um, the same way. I watched the trailer, though. It looked 
kind of corny, and it's weird to see Dennis Quaid playing, like, like a really bad character. He usually plays nice guys. It was uh, Oh, is he a bad character? Well, he seemed to, like an abusive father. Oh. I don't know. I really don't. I'm not familiar with the story, but I'm not going to run out to see this. It's got no tomato meter available right now. Not a great sign. Nope. All right. And the last one out in wide release is Seven Days in Antebi. Inspired by true events of the 1976 hijacking of an Air France flight en route from Tel Aviv to Paris, the most daring rescue mission ever attempted. Directed by Jose Padilla, the film stars Rosamund Pike and Daniel Bruhl. This is the fourth film to dramatize the events of Operation Antebi. Wow fourth film huh yeah so i don't even know that i ever heard of this event and it looks like the other three films were all from the 70s like right after this happened oh. and they were all, i think they were all tv movies but okay. um have, uh, did you ever hear of this uh, maybe? It sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. Well, but this one doesn't look too great. It's only got 26% on Rotten no. Tomatoes. That's actually, I think that's higher than when I looked this morning as well. I think it was like at 17%. Hmm. So, how many how many reviews does it have? Only 35. Mm, yeah. I mean. But that's still probably enough to give you an idea. It seems like it must be a pretty um, harrowing and interesting story. I don't know what they're doing wrong. Also out in limited release, Journey's End, about the end of the musical group Journey. Flower. Just kidding. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Nope. Set in 1918, it's a story of a group of British officers led by the mentally disintegrating young officer Stanhope as they await their fate. Oh, is this like World War One? Yes. Okay. Like end of World War One, it must be. Okay. It's got 96% on Tomato Meter right now. Like, that's pretty good. Um, that sounds interesting. I might want to check that one out. Uh, also, Flower. A sexually curious teen forms an unorthodox kinship with her mentally unstable stepbrother. I watched the trailer for this one. It looks it looked really kind of funny. Um, but it's only 50, 58%. So not, you know, take it or leave it at eight mixed reviews there and finally out in limited release dear dictator when political turmoil forces a british caribbean dictator to flee his island nation he seeks refuge and hides with a rebellious teenage girl in suburban america and ends up teaching the young girl how to start a revolution and overthrow the mean girls in her high school so this one looked like it i mean just the concept seems like it could be funny it looked really funny but it's getting really bad reviews. It's got Michael Caine, right? 18%. He's, he's, he's the, the dictator. dictator. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the beginning of that, was it a, a This American Life story? Where a girl started writing to the uh, the guy in Nicaragua? Right. Uh, but then, you know, it takes this weird farcical turn where right. he gets... gets uh, uh, yeah, he never own. comes to live with her. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Um, you know, it looked really like a good farce, but I guess it's maybe, maybe it's not. I don't know. Have to see. Yep. Ding, ding. Here comes the news train. According to Deadline, HBO is re-teaming with Nicole Kidman and writer David E. Kelly 
for a new limited series based on a best-selling book, You Should Have Known, by Jean Hanf Korlitz. This will be a limited series titled The Undoing. So, sounds kind of interesting. Kind of in the vein of Big Little Lies, I guess. According to The Wrap, Ross Lynch has been cast as Sabrina's boyfriend Harvey Kinkle in the Sabrina reboot for Netflix. This version of Sabrina was originally developed as a companion series for CW's Riverdale. It's been described as a dark coming-of-age story that traffics in horror, the occult, and, of course, witchcraft. So, uh... So this is going to be really different than the original. Right. I mean, it's, I guess, in the same vein as Riverdale, where it's a much darker Mm -hmm. take on the Archie comics. So why isn't it on CW? So I think it seems like maybe Warner Brothers, who produces the show, kind of wanted it to go to Netflix because then they get more control over it. Because the CW, I think, is a partnership between Warner Brothers and CBS. So if it went on CW, then it would be something that they would kind of have to share, I don't know, either in profits or in, uh, you know, creative control. So mm-hmm. it sounds like they actually would prefer it to be on Netflix because then they have more control over it. Yeah. Um, Interesting, though. Yeah. And did you ever watch the original? Uh, the you know, I, I, I caught a few, but I, I did not watch it regularly. Yeah. You? It was... I did. I watched it. Um, Paul Feig was in the first season as her science teacher. And him getting, I think he said, like, him getting fired from that show was, like, the best thing that happened to him. Because it was after that that he went and started writing Freaks and Geeks. Mm. So if he stayed on that show, we might not have Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. And who knows, you know, where anybody, any, you know, would uh, Seth Rogen be somebody we know? Oh, probably not. Or James Franco. I mean. James Franco, maybe. Maybe. He seems more ambitious. But um I don't know. Are are we gonna check this out? I don't know. I mean I I I never watched Riverdale. I think you said you watched an episode and you didn't care for it. No, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I have any desire. It sounds no. like it's gonna be more of a horror film, much darker. Not like nineteen nineties Sabrina. Right. Okay. Hulu has announced via Twitter that it has obtained the rights and given a straight-to-series order for Little Fires Everywhere from Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. The limited series is based on Celeste Ng's 2017 bestseller. Little Fires Everywhere will be produced by Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine, Washington Simpson Street, and ABC Signature Studios. Washington and Witherspoon will star in the series, which will be written by Liz Tigellar, who will serve as showrunner and executive producer. Doesn't Reese Witherspoon already have like five series at Apple already? She seems like she's spreading herself a little thin. I mean, some of them she's just producing, right? And not starring. Right. I mean, it sounds like this one just says but she is going to be in it. Oh, she is in it? Yes, Washington and Witherspoon will star in the series. I missed that. All right. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can do so many more of these when they film, like, the whole season at once, and then... Right, you know. and if it's a limited series, then... Right. 
you know, I guess it's almost the same as doing a movie. Right. Probably just takes a little bit longer. Yep. So they can do so many of these. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably check this out. According to Variety, Spike Lee is in the very early stages of talks to potentially direct a movie based on the Marvel comic book character Nightwatch. Based on a script by Luke Cage showrunner Chow Hodari Coker, Nightwatch is the alter ego of African-American scientist Dr. Kevin Trench, who witnesses a costume man die battling terrorists while armed with invisibility-generating cloaking devices. Trench then learned that the corpse was an older version of himself. So I don't, I don't know that I ever heard of this character. I don't think he's that prominent. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of him. I guess that they're now going to try and give more African-American superheroes a chance at being portrayed on screen after the uh, success of Black Panther. Right. Okay. Well, but this this character does sound really interesting. It does. That does sound like an interesting concept. And Spike Lee doing a comic book movie sounds interesting, too. Yeah, so that that would be his first comic book movie. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely something I'd watch. Yeah, if so it it's not just actually like comes to fruition. Throwing and this is part of the Spider-Man, the Sony Spider-Man universe, okay. uh, which is all types of confusing since Spider-Man's over at Marvel now. Deadline reports Netflix has committed to finance and distribute Wendell and Wild, a stop-motion animated feature to be directed by James and the Giant Peach Helmer. Henry Selleck. Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele will supply the voices for two scheming demon brothers. So it's um, good to see that they're going to continue again. working together yeah. from time to time. I mean, yeah. now Jordan Peele has a whole lot of success, right? Oh, yeah. But Keegan-Michael Key does too, Oh, right? yeah, but uh, Jordan Peele just won, like, an Oscar, right? Yeah, for... yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge success. They have, yeah different successes right definitely both doing very well with their own stuff um it is nice to see them do stuff together again and uh i love stop motion animation so this sounds cool john ham is in negotiations to star opposite natalie portman in fox searchlights pale blue dot sources tell variety Pale Blue Dot follows a successful female astronaut who, after coming back home from a mission in space, starts to unravel when confronted by her seemingly perfect life. The film explores the theory that astronauts who spend long periods of time in space lose their sense of reality when they return home. Ham will play Portman's fellow astronaut who she aggressively pursues after returning to Earth. Yeah, so we talked about this one once before, so... um when she took the role Reese Witherspoon originally was supposed to star in this um, and she's still producing it I she believe. can't be in everything she can't be in everything it's true <laughs> well, this sounds right up Natalie Portman's alley so I think it will be good and John Hamm I love him so isn't he a little old for her definitely he's, he's gotta have like 10 years on her yeah he's least. definitely gotta be older than her but um, it sounds like the it might be a little one-sided, right? The relationship? Yes, possibly. Possibly. I wonder if she uh, is going to put on a diaper and drive across the country. No. <laughs> Did you see that 
thing about the twin brothers who one of them was in space for a long time and now his DNA is different than his brothers. Did you see no. that? No. There's an article about that. I don't re- I didn't really read it, but that's that's what it says. So, I don't know. That kind of oh. makes me think of this a little bit. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe space does make you different and crazy. <laughs> it definitely does things to you. I mean, no gravity has severe effects and then there's also the radiation outside the atmosphere so yeah well it definitely sounds like an interesting movie we'll have to catch it does yeah fx has announced that they have ordered a pilot from writer director alex garland garland wrote the pilot and will direct the drama series will be called devs and it's about a young computer engineer who investigates the secretive development division of her employer a cutting-edge tech company based in San Francisco, which she believes is behind the disappearance of her boyfriend. Sounds interesting. Sounds techy and creepy like Ex Machina. Oh, that's who this Alex Garland is, if I didn't mention that. He directed Ex Machina and Annihilation. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I knew he did something recent. Yeah, we didn't see Annihilation yet, but But we we both liked Ex Machina, right? Yep. Uh, so yeah, sounds cool. Deadline reports Amazon Studios is in early talks with director Alexander Payne. Election, Nebraska, Sideways, The Descendants, to come aboard and helm the burial. Scripted by Doug Wright, the drama is based on the true legal exploits of Willie Gary, a successful personal injury lawyer from Mississippi. He takes on the case of Jeremiah O'Keefe the owner of a local chain of funeral homes who claimed he had been swindled by a major funeral parlor conglomerate. The the story doesn't um, appeal to me that much, but the director does. I mean, I He's got a really, really good track yeah. record, mm-hmm. except for possibly his most recent one, Downsizing. Which... Yeah, I didn't see it, so but yeah, it got bad reviews. But everything I've seen, I've liked yeah. to some degree at least, and some of them I've really liked, so... I'll check it out anyway. And now let's take a sponsor break. Hey, do you like robotic animals that you feed electronic food and that live in a keychain or whatever? Yes. Well, get a Tamagotchi then. Tamagotchi, you've got a Tamagetch this. What's new to streaming this week? Netflix got Jackass 3.5, the unrated movie, The Hollywood Master Season 2, In This Corner of the World, Mango Dreams. And they also are releasing some originals tabula rasa season one edha season one spirit riding free season four wild wild country season one take your pills which is a documentary and on my block season one that's a coming-of-age comedy about four bright street savvy friends navigating their way through high school in the gritty inner city of south central los angeles on amazon tommy's honor and lol and both these movies are also on hulu Stars got Extraction, Heaven's Gate, It Could Happen to You, John Q, which also came to Hulu, A Kiss Before Dying, Morning Light, and Ride to Hangman's Tree. Hulu got Four Rooms, The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill But Came Down a Mountain, The Fog, and Almost Friends. Showtime got The Good Shepherd. So last week we ran a poll. In honor of A Wrinkle in Time being released, what do you think the best movie about kids traveling through space is? 
Not a huge number of votes, but 57% went to Explorers, 29% to Space Camp, 0 to Zothora, and 14% to Flight of the Navigator. Well, I guess Explorers has the most nostalgia. Yep. Is that what you ended up voting for? Yeah. Yeah, I went with Space Camp. Um, I do which love came in Space second. Camp, too. Poor Zathora. Yeah. So this week, we're going to ask what your favorite Henry Selleck movie is. A Nightmare Before Christmas, James and the Giant Peach, Monkey Bone, or Coraline? Which one's your favorite? We just watched Coraline recently, right? Oh, that's right. We did. I guess A Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know if I ever saw Monkey Bone. Uh, I, oh. think we, I think we watched James and the Giant Peach, but I don't remember that yeah. one that well either. I remember them all pretty well. Um, I really liked Funky Bone. It, it didn't get good reviews, but I thought it was funny. Like you know, sometimes it's just what you find funny. You know what I mean? That had Brendan Fraser, right? Yes. Mm. It was yeah. It, I don't know. It was goofy. I liked it. Um, but yeah, A Nightmare Before Christmas, like definitely that one because it's just a classic. So let us know what you think at Daily Show Pod on Twitter. And we will discuss the results next week. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily's Show. Our Twitter account is Daily's Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoy the show. Talk to you next week. Daily Show on, Daily Show off.